Productions THC podcast sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts here at boygob.com. Now, oh shit, I forgot to look up anything because I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, I think they did the cover for uh Dio Straight to the Heart edition of this. The DWN Productions THC podcast sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts. I was right. gonna look up like songs by Hailstorm or the lead <laughs> singer of Hailstorm. Hailstorm. Make sure there's no pieces of ice floating around in here. I mean glass. Yeah. Don't want you to have flashbacks or suffering from PTSD or what have you. But I had a pretty good week, Joe. You know, it was another another week of working. I got some old uh, trans world stuff done. Some people would call it rushed, but, you know, I call it getting stuff done while I can. Yeah, you only got a couple I, uh, weeks, right, before you're in uh, Missouri. Only a couple weeks, Joe. Mm-hmm. I think about... Uh, Uh, 30- some. (laughs) So I think it's about 30-some weeks till good old Missouri. Yeah. I sculpted this one chess piece that I needed like a hand digging into the flesh and ripping it open. Boy, does that hand suck. And am I going to have to cover that shit up with a lot of gore and clothing, but... I Hopefully. thought you had said a chess piece, and I was thinking, what, like a rook or a bishop? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not into combat sports, Joe. So <laughs> okay. I don't, Just I don't water. play such. Yes. Uh... Yeah, uh, fucking, I went to go get the old internet checked out to see what was going on. 
so I have the internet through, uh, well, I want to say it's Verizon. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, well, they have a standalone store, you know, and beats going and talking to somebody on the phone. You don't know who the fuck you're getting. If I go in here, I'm talking to people who's selling the product and knowing what's going on. They're in my neighborhood. They didn't know shit. They just kept trying to get me to switch to fucking Verizon for my cell phone and sell me a new goddamn cell phone. It was fucked. I said, all right, can you just tell me if fucking you have better internet than I'm getting? Ah, no. Okay, bye. So I'm just going to have to find the time to figure out how to uh, figure out who has the best internet in my area and all that shit. And I just don't have time for that right now because the Halloween season is coming up and all of that shit. And I got stuff to do, Joe. I already got I fucking today. I booked custom work for November. Pretty so good. I don't. It's not pretty good. I don't usually like taking fucking money that far out. You're just like, oh, hit me up. That's what I said in a message to him. It's like, oh, you don't need to pay me right now. You can just hit me up in a few weeks when it's a little bit closer. Oh, no, it's all right. I'll put the deposit down. Take it while they got it. That's what I say. Yeah, I guess. I just hate sitting on the money because even if I didn't start yet, there's like, hey, something happened. Can you... uh?" I get that back. It's like, no, the site says no refunds. Right. It's a non-refundable <laughs> deposit. Yeah, I just hate doing shit like that. But, I mean, that's probably why I'm not good at business. <laughs> if we're being fucking hot. Sure, have it back, buddy. You know what? I'll make you the mask anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'll get a discount. It was pretty good. This guy, the past couple weeks, he was hitting me up about, uh, hey, how much is this? Oh, can you do any better? I'm just like, yeah, fine. I seen that he bought something before, and I'm just like, dude, it's Halloween, a lot going on. I'm pretty fucking broke. Best I can do is ship it to you for free, which that's a nice offer. It'll save you, what, 12, 15 bucks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you do it for 120 shipped? I'm not even responding. Go sit on a dick, motherfucker. Jeez Louise. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm trying to do things a little better with not just, oh, shucks, people are buying stuff from me and actually, you know, run a business to make money because I need that. (sighs) (laughs) Fuck. Here's the 18 more long years that went by very quickly. Mm-mm-mm. In retrospect, it went by quickly. Yeah, it fucking did. Just I started this. I'm just, oh, yeah, I'm young. I'm uh, I'm going to get ahead of the game because I'm starting this out so young. <laughs> uh, you're an old man now, Tom, and you're still at the same place. Ah, <laughs> you'll never win. But that's all right. That's all right. I'm going to make a fucking million dollars off of my shitty hand sculpt at Transworld, so it'll all work out. <sighs> Speaking of Gomez Adams, we'll get to him later. I'm just trying to think of more stuff that, you know, it doesn't really matter. Not that interesting, because... You know, I know 
not much happened this week. Mm -mm. Take it away, Joe. All right, so Friday, I drove over to old San Antonio town, Tom, because uh, I'm not the person that likes to get up early, you know, so I could have left Saturday morning, you know, but shit, it's a five-hour drive, um, and I didn't want to do that. You know, I don't want to get up at uh, whatever time I would have needed to get up. It doesn't matter. So anyway, I left Friday, you know, and it was a long drive, Tom. The weather, I mean, the traffic, like, all the way just kind of sucked, you know. It was just kind of irking me and pissing me off and giving me a headache. And uh, But I finally made it there, went to the old Specs, got some specialty beers. Juan got there, so we drank a little, got caught up, and uh, said, hey, I'm fucking passing out now. So I did. We get up, and we go do MonsterCon, which is in the Rolling Oaks Mall of San Antonio, Tom. Now, this t show has always been good to us. You know, it's always, <laughs> it's always been a show where it's like, shit, you know, I used to, first time I did it by myself, it's like, holy shit, I'm busy. I need somebody else, you know? Uh, so Juan's been going with me ever since, and we've both stayed busy the whole time. Uh, we each had a lot of time to walk around and see what was going on in the mall this time, you know, look and see what the <laughs> vendors had. Uh Oh, that lady who puts it on, that little Mexican lady, right? Mm -hmm. She always looks at me like I finger-fucked her son to death in a bathroom. I don't well, know what you. the fuck her problem is. Look at you, man. <laughs> she's stereotyping. That's I'm what she's sure you doing. Got. I mean, you're, she's, you've got that profile look. I mean, don't tell me you don't get that look a whole lot. I do, and it's okay. very, very, very hurtful because I'm what's <laughs> referred to as a gentle giant. When I'm <laughs> when I get shot and murdered by the police, my neighbor's gonna come out and be like, "Oh, he he was a gentle giant." <laughs> so uh, we were set up upstairs this time. We've never been upstairs before, which we had a good spot. I thought. You know, people have to get to us to get to the food court uh, and the, the bathrooms, you know. But there's only a few ways upstairs because both escalators are shut down for some reason. <laughs> and they have been for years, you know. So there's one elevator and then you can go through, use the escalator inside JCPenney's or use it in... Uh, I don't know, whatever those other stores are called, Dillard's or whatever, something like that. Or if you happen to have parked upstairs, you know. So, if you uh, happen to have parked upstairs. Yeah, I did because I was loading and unloading. But anyway, we took our stuff. I thought we had good shit. Uh, I don't know. A couple of things. So there's this other guy that puts on shows in San Antonio. And he puts on one every other goddamn week. And so he has killed the market over there. And I knew this. I saw this coming. And it was only a matter of time before, like, all these shows are going to be poorly attended. Because if it happens every week, who gives a fuck? And I mean, that's in general. There's fucking mm -hmm. too many across the country yeah. as it is. Like, and it used to be this special thing, but now it's just... It's a business. It is. So, 
like I, we had slowed down uh, the amount of times Juan was going up there for it. I said, hey, we're going to go up there only, you know, every three months or so because uh, you can even ex- overexpose yourself. You know, if people see our product <laughs> all the time. Yeah, I, mean, I know what you're thinking, Tom. It's that same thing. That's why people look at you that way, because that's always on your mind. You always have that smile like, yeah, I'm going to fuck your kid. I'm going to finger fuck your son to death in the yeah. family restroom. Yeah, well, that's not good, Tom. That's not good. <laughs> he was of age. I yeah. mean, if that but means anything. At Trans World, maybe that'll work out for you. But... Oh, boy, I hope so. Yeah. Um, well, you're telling me you're a lady? nice so so yeah the show didn't uh wasn't we still made a profit but not the kind of profit i was hoping for in these hard tumultuous times that we have you mean in the biblical sense right um so yeah it's like well whatever you know we got through it let's pack up and go home it gets austin stop and have dinner with a buddy of mine that i haven't seen in a in a while and uh, got caught up with him. It's like, hey, you know what? This is an all right day anyway. You know, just going to cruise the rest of it home. There shouldn't be much traffic. And uh, hey, look, there's some lighting going on in the distance. It's, yeah, it looks really pretty. But damn, there sure is a whole lot of it. Keep driving, you know. And it's like, hey, what's going on here? It's getting really dark. And the rain's getting a little heavier. Traffic's slowing down. That's good. People should slow down when the weather gets horrendous. And uh, then an alert goes on on my phone. You know, hey, inclement weather. And then there's starting to be a little bit of pounding on the roof of the car. Oh, shit, there's hail. They don't usually get hail here in Austin. Everybody, Wait, would you say that's weird? I would say it's, yeah, definitely different. Uh, But weird. Yeah, weird. So Austin kept it weird. Huh? They did. Well, I was past Austin. I was in Round Rock by this. Ah. So um, you got taken to Pound Town in Round Rock. Yeah, there was definitely rocks flying. Icy rocks. Uh mm-hmm. so yeah, the hail gets getting bigger and bigger and pounding on the car louder and louder. And I'm like, hey, this is not good. And then oh wow. That broke the windshield. Stone Cold comes and flips your car the fuck over. Hey, that broke the windshield too. Hmm. And, you know, it's very, very loud at this point. Uh, The back windshield then shatters. There's glass all over the place. I was like, fuck. Hey, wait a minute. I'm bleeding. You know, so I do what anybody would in that situation. Try to wipe the blood away. Hey, I'm bleeding more. I've got glass on my hands. You know? (laughs) I'm having a Taipei death match with myself. I've got glass all over me. This thing's not letting up. I look over. The person next to me, their windshield is getting destroyed. I'm like, man, this is a stupid way to die. I call Lisa. I knew it was going to be soon. I I just didn't know it was going to be from this. You know, I can't hear her. I mean, she can't hear me or I can't hear her. Hey, just call to say I love you. Hang (laughs) up. And there's nothing I can do. You know, I'm just sitting there. Fuck. At least I'm not going to have to pay for this car because this car is fucked. 
Uh, <laughs> this goes on for like 35 minutes. And then it finally starts to peter out and slow down. It's like, man, I'm going to live. I'm going to have to pay for this car. Uh, stay, stayed stuck in traffic for a little while, you know. Okay. Moved a little bit, ran over all that glass, all four tires popped. Uh, yeah, it was fucked, man. Um I call my brother, think, well, my brother lives here. I'll go to his house. He goes, yeah, man, Carrie, uh, she ha- his wife, uh, she has COVID. <laughs> so like, well, I guess I'm not going to go over there because I don't need that on top of everything else, right? Uh, I said, fuck it. I guess I'm just going to try to move and get off the highway. Of course, I'm in the farthest lane. You know, got to, you know. Because you speed at night. I do. Uh, there's a lot of trucks there that aren't moving. You know, you know how those truckers are. You know, it's yeah, I ain't moving for nothing. Uh, we'll get uh, to that. Uh, um, finally managed to get around, get to uh, a hotel, which is like, man, this place isn't going to be cheap. Because uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking money at this point. You know, I'm not getting home. Uh, this car's fucked. I'm going to have to find a new car in the morning or something i can't just hop on a bus or a plane because i've got like eight boxes with me because a lot of shit didn't sell you know i still have it all oh did you put all those shirts all over you when you were sitting in the pounding storm so it'd protect you so you'd have some padding just cover yourself in shirts so your nuts didn't get wrecked by a ball of hail no i didn't think about any of that Uh. um so, yeah, get to the hotel, and there's other people pulling into, and their windshields are shattered and everything. <laughs> uh, they're looking at me because I realize how much blood has uh, seeped out of these little cuts <laughs> on my face. So the side of my face is covered in blood. I go up to the front desk, and the guy's just looking at me. I said, hey, I'm hoping you have a room. He said, do you want us to call you an ambulance? No. <laughs> I want a room. Here's my credit card. Here's my ID. Let me have a room, please. And, uh, yeah, they had a room. They had uh, several rooms available. A pretty nice room, too, <laughs> Tom. Uh, but, you know, it's I can't just wipe the blood off of my face and, you know, take a shower and everything, which I did get the blood off my face. But I've got boxes in the car that need to get down. So I spend the next hour... Going back and forth with their little carts, getting my boxes into the room, boxes which are covered in glass. Uh, yeah, and then finally managed to take a shower. And uh, I'm still going back and forth. I'm freaking out. You know, I can't. Uh, it's like, I'm not going to be able to sleep. Oh, I hope they don't steal my change. Hmm. I took everything out of the car. Yeah, more vehicles are coming in. Fucked up. Mm. You know, I tell him, hey, <laughs> don't wipe your face, all right? Don't rub your eyes or anything. And, yeah. <laughs> that was the evening. You know, so in the morning, oh, no, what I did is called the uh, the roadside assistance, you know. And they're like, okay, what we're going to do is uh, you're going to go to this enterprise in the morning. We're going to send a truck uh a uh, tow truck out in about 45 minutes are going to pick it up. So I can't go to bed. You know, I got to wait for this. 
tow truck to come along, which never did. You know? <laughs> tow service calls in the morning about 6.45. Hey, you still need tow? Yeah. Yeah, I fucking do. Okay, we'll be there in about an hour. All right. Um, three hours later, they haven't. Uh, I call the the enterprise that they were telling me to go get a replacement car from. They tell me, hey, we don't have any cars. They got all fucked up in the storm last night. <laughs> so I call customer service back. Okay, well, there's another enterprise in Georgetown. We'll let them know that you're coming. I said, okay. I hop an Uber over there. I get there. There's a shitload of people there. And they say, hey, we, we don't have any cars. Uh, this, <laughs> the, the 1-800 number people, they don't communicate with us. You know, they don't know what's going on. They'll send us an email and we're supposed to respond to us. But they, what the fuck all right, on? hold on, hold on. So are all your boxes now in the busted up car? Or are you carrying them in the tow truck? They're in the in the room. The tow truck. Oh, you got a late checkout. Right. I, I told. You know, <laughs> that, yeah. I'm going to have to stay here later than expected. And the tow truck wasn't there. I said, fuck it. I left the keys with the desk. I said, hey, if they come and tow this piece of shit, because it's not drivable. You know, even when I was driving to the hotel from the highway, I was driving like 10 miles per hour because they're, you know, I can't see. There's no visibility through that fucking. <laughs> And all those bugs hitting you in the face. You know, I'm looking out the, you know, out the <laughs> window like that, you know, trying to get there. Uh, but it's okay. Once I got off the highway, there was nobody on the road. But uh, yeah, so that guy tells me you might want to go to the uh, the Enterprise at the airport. They're gonna have cars. Okay, because what can I do, right? <laughs> I Uber over there, and that's another 50 bucks. Uh, get there, and they said, we can't just give you a car. You got to have the 1-800 number. Call us and, and let us <laughs> Okay, so I call them, a little finagling. After 45 minutes, they put me in a car. And, uh, yeah, so I'll go back to the hotel. By the time I've gone... They picked up the car. They had texted me and said, yeah, we're here. We're getting the car. Or, where where are you? I said, just get the fucking key. And, uh, yeah. What time is it when you get back? Uh, maybe one. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, one o'clock maybe. So, again, I'm loading the boxes back in, getting more glass on myself again because there's still glass all over the boxes and shit. Um, and then I'm finally like, all right, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I get on the road and some guy almost fucking sideswipes me. It's like, Hey, that would have been the fucking cherry on top of this shit. Right. Long drive home, not having had any sleep. I'm starting to nod off, have to pull over and I'm not big on sweets, but fuck it. I got myself like a giant Snickers bar and a fucking, some kind of red soda for that that the Mountain Dew puts out, you know, sugar, sugar to keep me awake, Tom. And, uh, finally get home, come and unload those cars, those boxes back into my truck, take the rental thing back. And the guy's like, God, I saw pictures of that car, man. It sure is messed up. 
good thing you got that damage waiver. <laughs> you... I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I always get that. And he's like, yeah, I mean, you're good. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't get that. They think their insurance is going to cover it. It won't. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just waiting, you know, to possibly get a call this week from Enterprise. Hey, you owe us, you know, $28,000 or something. Hopefully you already that sign happen. off. What do you mean? Just sign off. Say, hey, here's the car. I'm returning it. And you sign off and say, all yeah, right, it, we're good. Yeah, yeah they, gave me, good. they gave me an invoice uh, that was already paid through my credit card and everything. So, yeah, I should be good. Which that was a uh, that was a load off because that was my main worry. My main concern is like, how much is all this shit gonna cost me? You know, should I just you know, like see? I know I've got plenty of bullets here. You, know? <laughs> you only need one. I only need one. Hopefully, don't want to <laughs> fuck that up too. Well, I mean, you're not <laughs> gonna be able to fucking reload or pull it with fucking half a fucking head missing so. i know i know the samurai dudes were right when they had somebody stand behind them with a sword <laughs> and they, yeah, fuck it up uh of course that kind of friendship these days you know uh but you just yeah. gotta take the whole blade across your belly yeah so you know i was thinking yeah you know i can talk about this with tom on the show tomorrow i mean yesterday but no i went to sleep and then I woke up at eight. I thought, oh, okay, well, we will record. But Tom, Tom was not feeling good. Probably after hearing of my travails, <laughs> it upset your tummy. It did. Mm. Yeah, I was just uh, working, getting shit done for fucking, uh, what's it called? Uh, Trans World. Trans World. You're going to be hearing yeah. Trans World a lot, listeners. He's going to be saying you that. And then you're going to fucking hear it one last time before you hear the gunshots. Like, oh, this is... Yeah, so I went to... Tra didn't do well, Joe. Can you Day can you hold three. <laughs> Live from Transworld. Day three of four. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck was happening. The only thing I could think of is, like, uh, I inhaled too much Crystal Clear, which is, like, a gloss spray paint. But, uh, like, I sprayed that chest piece before, and it was in the garage shop. The door was open. The fucking fan was blowing. And, you know, I sprayed it and walked the fuck out of there. And then I molded the thing. And then I waited an hour. And then when I demolded it and started pulling the clay out and shit, I was like, oh, man, I feel kind of lightheaded and pukey and a little dizzy it felt like i was fucking hung over so i was just like oh yeah we're we're good here i'm gonna go lay down joe said he's gonna go to sleep and probably not record so yeah i'm good i'm probably gonna go inside and fucking puke so I go inside, lay down, looking up at the ceiling fan spinning. I'm just like, this is fucked up. This feels like I drank so fucking much, and I'm so goddamn hungover. So I was in bed for like 10 minutes in my underwear, with my head, head or my arm over my eyes and shit, just like, oh, fuck. And then it kind of subsided a little bit. And I was like, all right, what time is it? Oh, I had a missed message. Oh, hey, I'm ready to do the show. 
Well, Joe, I got some bad news. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. I might be dying from an unknown, unfucking diagnosed illness or something. But uh, yeah, just out of nowhere, I got fucking, I got fucking dizzily sick. I don't know what the fuck. But you know, here I am. I happen to wake up, so we're doing it now. All right. Yeah, the damnedest thing. Are you feeling better now? Yeah, I was fine when I woke up. Like, after 20 minutes or so, after I talked to you, Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I'd probably record now, but I'm in my underwear, so fuck that. (laughs) Yeah, well, after you said that, uh, I finished watching a movie, which I didn't have much longer to go, and then just went to bed, and it's a good thing I did, because I slept, like, the, the whole fucking night uninterrupted, and that's rare. That's fucking rare for me. And uh, like yesterday, I was sore as shit. And I don't know if that was from stress or anything. Because Hey, wait a minute. You weren't cosplaying as somebody's son and taken into a bathroom, were you? No. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't get hit with any fucking ice balls or anything. So I don't know why I was sore. But, uh, man, that's always on your mind, Tom. Like, that guy's got a finger in dudes. I can see he's got that finger in dudes look. And this is why YouTube doesn't promote harsh. <laughs> I mean, they should, because it's pretty progressive. I could have said I was doing that to women, Joe. But I didn't. All right, you said people. No, suck. I should have said I should have said women, and then went wink. Mm. Trans world. Yeah. <laughs> so you watched a lot of shit, Tom, because that's what you do. Watch a lot. I of did movies. Uh, and let me know if you're going to talk about Tales from the Crypt because there's this comic I started earlier, and I'll grab a few fucking more pages read in it. Gotcha. First of all, Joe, I watched myself slap some paint on this guy here. So if you're into toothy bald men, head on over to dwnproductions.net and get yourself a oddly colored mask there. Nasferatu. Maybe. I mean, you can call it Nosferatu. It's fucking public domain or whatever. For now. But I named it Mr. Wrong off of that Ellen DeGeneres movie, Joe. Mm. Mr. Wrong. Never saw it. It's pretty, probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen, if we're being honest. <laughs> the guy who played Michael Myers in the first one directed it. He should be ashamed of himself. John Carpenter? Nick Castle. Oh, Nick Castile. That's right. Joe, let me ask you something. Yeah. You like clits? Yeah. You like Tales from the Crypt? No. Ah, shit. Well, half ain't bad, I guess. The comic? Yeah, the comic book, but this is the show. But this one was actually adapted from the comic book Tales from the Crypt. That's pretty rare. 
It is. It is uh, The Thing from the Grave, Season 2, Episode 6. In this one, we catch the Crypt Keeper whacking off, kind of like how you are now. He's reading a Play Dead magazine. And he's just like, oh, you caught me with my bone in my hand. Anyways, here's a story. And so we, uh, what do we do? It's Miguel Ferreira, faker Mexican than Joe. I don't know how that shit happens, but it did. (laughs) He's a uh, manager. I think the lady's name was Terry Hatcher, and she plays a model. Jose Ferreira, Academy Award winner. Huh. What did he win it for? Cyrano de Bergiac. Bless you. Anyways, he's Terry Hatcher's but Miguel manager. Miguel never won one. Because he's ugly and lost all of his hair? Or... hmm Damn, that's a shame. So Terry Hatcher's photo Terry shooting. Hatcher from uh, Clark and Lois fame, I think. Lois and Clark, I think the name of the show was. Mm, no wonder it didn't do good. Always got to put the man's name first. Dean Kane was in it, you know. He oh, was yeah. also in The Dog That Saved Christmas. Yes, he was. He was. <laughs> he was also in The Dog That Saved Halloween. And Ice Spiders, maybe. Fuck. And Ice Pirates. But we'll get to that next week. So uh, she's kind of flirting with the photographer. And the photographer is just like, hey, this guy's a real bum. If you're ever tired of his shit, here's a key to my studio. There's a guest bed, there's a mini fridge, and there's a bidet to wash that pussy hole out. So she comes to see him. They start getting naked. He notices like a hot water burn on her chest. She's getting naked with Miguel Ferrer? No, the photographer. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> so uh, he's just like, oh, yeah, he threw boiling hot water on me, and I had enough. So now I'm here. Let's do some fucking. And the photographer says, that sounds great. But first, here's this ancient necklace I got from a witch doctor. She says, oh, whoever wears it, something fucking stupid that's going to be the payoff to this episode. So uh, old Miguel, he's in his car outside the house or apartment with his dog, Spuds McKenzie, like looking with binoculars, seeing him necking and such. And he says, oh, I hate that wabbit. I'm going to get you. So, uh. Oh, Miguel calls the photographer up and says, hey, I know everything that's going on, but old Terry's in trouble. Come on down and save her. So the photographer shows up. Miguel's just like, ha ha, I tricked you. And then he pulls out his pistolas and shoots them a couple times. What's the dog doing at this point? You only see the dog sort of kind of in that one shot. I have no idea why that dog was brought to fucking set or put in that shot at all. Because probably amount... couldn't find anybody to watch the dog. Yeah, yet. no shit. Miguel was just like, I want my fucking dog in it. 
Otherwise, I'm not going to be in your stupid show. But we need you, Miguel. We haven't had a Mexican yet. Well, you don't have one now either. And he walks off. So he buries that motherfucker alive. Goes back to Terry. It's like a week later. Hey, why isn't this guy called you back? Huh? What's going on? Yeah, he doesn't love you, but I do. So now I'm going to take you back to that cabin and rape you and show you how much I love you. So she's freaking out, but uh, luckily she's wearing that uh, old plot device necklace. So the photographer comes back from the grave with a pretty decent looking zombie makeup. He takes old Miguel back to the grave and uh, it's the end. And we see the Crypt Keeper taking a sock to his dick, cleaning everything up and saying, see you next week, creeps. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. It was all right. Uh. It was all right. There's been better and there's been worse in this season, but it was all right. Miguel did not age well. Not that I picture what your asshole looks like, Joe, but I think it looks like Miguel Ferreira. Good one, Tom. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Anybody out there who wants to take that photo from society and take that guy's head out of it and put old Miguel's on it, I'll uh, I'll like it on Facebook. <laughs> I will offer nothing besides a like, maybe a hug reaction to it, but that's about it. No, I'll do the laughing one. That's what I'll do. I'll ha ha it. <laughs> well, speaking of fucked up faces, um, I finished Millennium, the series. Yeah done with that three seasons and uh they closed this one out tom i guess they're kind of leaving it open for a like a fourth season but that never came about and uh does it answer any questions about the millennium group and all that shit and all these demons that his daughter has been seeing you know for two seasons and you know nah doesn't answer any of that shit um it just like kind of ends kind of ends and uh i've watched it i can say that (laughs) do i recommend it nope care less really about millennium uh but i can go back to watching the x-files because this took place between the x the next episode of the x-files is called millennium and oh lance henriksen's in it so i guess they do wrap up his story we'll see we'll see i'll watch that shit tomorrow maybe I don't know, but uh, anyway, the Millennium uh, Complete series set sells for like 150 or whatever. I'll fucking sell it because the box kind of beat up for 50. And I'm looking at it, and it's got a signature on the side. Is it Lance Henriksen? I don't fucking know. I looked up some of his autographs. Kind of looks like it, but I'm looking at his autographs. All of his autographs look different. And... uh it says congratulations on it, but uh, 
It says, congratulations, and has his name. I don't give a fuck, you know. I'm going to sell this set hopefully for $50. And if somebody <laughs> says, hey, I'll give you $40, i am going to say 60 and say, fuck you, and uh, whatever. I'll give you 30 No. <laughs> but, yeah, I finished that, Tom. So uh, maybe... Maybe since you're being such an annoyance, I'll go back to watching Creep Show season three and give an episode by episode review each week. I can't wait. I know. <laughs> Did you watch anything else, Tom? Yeah. Mm. I watched a movie called Showing Up. It's not just any movie, Joe, it's an A24 joint. Oh, it's got to be great then. Mm. <laughs> Not that this, I'm an A24 enthusiast, but I haven't even heard of this one. Yeah, this was, uh, I, I don't know when. It was a few months ago when I was checking the old Reddit uh, user voted best of the year thing so far. and that's that was, reliable shit right there. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just a bunch of people. You know, it's just people <laughs> voting on what they like. So, yeah, just like the politics, you know, with the president. Mm, I don't know about that. I think this is a little more accurate, except for people <laughs> just fucking with shit because they got polls for like the movies every week. Hey, did you watch this? Rate it from one to ten. So, I mean, it gives you a good thing. And then they take the averages from that and do it that way so i've been doing that for years to see what to watch <laughs> but not only that i will write stuff down from the best and the worst joe but tell us all about forget about him ah so in this one a uh it's about a sculptor joe and uh she's like a miserable bitch with a scowl on her face all the time Gee, but you said yeah. sculptor yeah i know well, I mean, it's 2023. So, again, probably you packing. You could be a sculptor in movies, I guess, in 2023. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you can also be called a lady and taken into the men, the family bathroom and finger fuck, Joe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is just a really bland movie. Where uh, I think they're trying to be funny, but it's not. But maybe that's the joke just because of how bland and just normal talking it is. I don't know. Like, I was watching this bitch sculpt and shit, and I was just like, are these people fucking retarded? Like, how she's just picking away at shit and, like, the sculpture she's doing. I was just like, I'm not the best in the world, but what the fuck is this? This is like a child playing with Play-Doh. What the fuck? What What is this? What is this? She's like this artist who's having her own art show and shit, so she has some merit. What are these sculptures? And then she paints them. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> she was sculpting in the style of her sketches so you know how you sketch and it's all rough 
mm-hmm. just kind of so it was like that it was supposed to look like that and then she adds her colors with like the sketch lines and shit and it's like oh i get it now i mean that's not my thing but yeah i get it it's all right some someone will like that shit and it's people and their fucking stupid problems and in the end oh it doesn't matter we're buddies and it's probably for fucking women i didn't care for it i'll never watch this again it's not making a list either way but it fucking sucked and it's probably for dickhead people and women so i don't fuck no i'd rather i've eaten the 24 hot dogs joe Mm, I get it. Well, Tom, I'm also trying to compile my list. So I said, hey, I better watch more of these 2023 movies, which I did. You know, I've watched Tetris and some other things that are unmemorable and, you know, have no place on a list. But, uh, you know, it's getting kind of desperate right now. Uh, I noticed on uh, Netflix they had a movie like, hey, that sounds interesting. They cloned Tyrone. So this is a Netflix original for the year. And it stars that guy that was in uh, Attack the Block. John uh, Boyega. John Boyega and some Star Wars movies and stuff. And uh, he plays a a drug dealer, you know, in the hood. And uh, he's got some beef with some other drug dealers. And, well... He goes to collect money from a buddy pimp of his, you know, and we're introduced to that pimp who's played by Jamie Foxx, and we're introduced to uh, one of his prostitutes, one of his bitches, and uh, and then John Boyega is shot by the rival drug dealer. But he wakes up in bed the next day, Tom, and he's going about his day like he does, does his routine every day. And people were like, what the fuck? You know, we, we saw you shot. What's up? So him and the pimp and the bitch, they, uh, they form a little mystery squad. Let me ask you a question, Joe. No. They is this drug dealer's squad. name Tyrone? No, it is not. Okay. Uh, they form a mystery squad. And they're starting to notice things in the town. You know, so things that like, hey, wait a minute. You know, these black vans are going around and. You know, and wait a minute, like what's what's up with you? And they find a like a secret bunker. You know, they they find a elevator in a church, and they go down it and check it out, and they find, well, shit, they're cloning people, and there's a bunch of different clones of the drug dealer, and there's clones of this person that they see in town all the time, and this person. So holy shit, they're gonna expose this conspiracy, this cloning thing that they got going. But turns out that not only are they cloning people, they're brainwashing people with the products that they're putting in the hood, Tom. The uh, the the hair care products and the food, you know, the soul food and everything. So they can't do it. They can't do it, Tom. But uh, what they do manage to do is kill the drug dealer again. He starts over. They explain to him what's going on. He's like, well, fuck, we can't win. I don't want no part of it, you know. The, the bitch goes off on her own to, to do it, you know, but uh, that doesn't work out well for her. This guy finally nuts up and says, hey, we're going to take him down. Here's how we're going to do it. They formulate a plan. 
they go find the mastermind behind all this, Tom. And the mastermind just happens to be, spoiler alert, it's him. It's an older version of him, Tom. He's doing it because what his plan is, is to make everybody more alike. You know, he's going to start making black people a little lighter in skin tone. So there'll be less racial diversity. It's a, it's a heartbreaking plan, Tom, because he's, he's a misguided soul. But anyway, he stops it. Guy gets killed, you know, and like, hey, they saved the day. But then we flash and this other guy wakes up, does, does the same routine that that, uh, that our drug dealer did, our main character did. And he's sitting there watching TV and they're watching the footage of all these clones roaming the street that had been set free. And one of them turns, one of his buddies that's there turns to him and says, Hey, Tyrone, that looks just like you. So it's going on all over the place, Tom. All over the place. Uh, did he say it all racist and shit like yes, you did? He okay. did. And because uh, they're in the hood, you see, Tom, you wouldn't know anything about that. Living in that back, you know, sweet place with a crick right behind you and, you know, <laughs> all that acreage you have and everything. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good movie. Would it be good enough to make a list? Not in another year, maybe. But this year, it's the only option I got. Uh, it reminded me of a not as good Sorry to Bother You which I believe did make my list that year. Uh, hopefully something comes and knocks it off. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's worth a watch, but it's not that good. You know? Uh, Boyega does a really good job. Uh, fuck those Star Wars movies. You know, quit wasting your time. Take shit like this, and maybe you'll get even bigger and better roles. Uh, Jamie Foxx is good. The lady that played the prostitute is good. Kiefer Sutherland's in it, and it's just a good movie, but it's just good. <laughs> you know, it's not very good. You know, it's not above average. It's just, you know, eh. It's better than Tetris. I don't know. I don't know, Tom. <laughs> well, Joe, like you, and like me before, I also watched a 2023 movie. This one was pretty fucking good. It's called Baby Cat. Have you heard of it? No. All right, so this is about a lady. I think she's like from Minneapolis or some shit. And she moves to L.A. And she's uh, she's looking for an apartment. So she sees this pretty nice place. It was, uh, she said something like, oh, it's uh, $2,100 a month. So, you know, it's pretty affordable for a single room apartment in LA. And then uh, just as they're talking about the price, say, oh, yeah, I like it. I think it's pretty good. I'm going to move it. This uh, lady comes crawling up and rubbing against her like she's a cat but it's not any lady 
It's like one of these broads you'd see at a horror convention with like half the side of her head shaved and tattoos all over. You know, she's the kind of lady who would be in a movie where she plays a lady pretending to be in a cat wearing lingerie the whole time. Yes. So uh, this lady's wearing like skimpy lingerie with her asshole hanging out. Just just pretending she's a cat. And the fucking lady who's moving there's what the fuck is this? What's going on here? Oh, don't mind don't mind her. That's just the neighborhood cat. What? That's 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 a lady. Oh yeah, I know, but we'll knock two hundred dollars off of the rent sold so she moves in and starts fucking this lady who's in the cat costume joe (laughs) turns out that uh she's not really a mentally uh deficient lady who thinks she's a cat she's actually a super soldier who was experimented on and uh, she owns the apartment building, and she's here to take down the drug dealers with her tiger powers and shit. And it has uh, some of the worst green screen you've ever seen, some of the worst compositing. It's a ridiculous ass, ridiculous ass movie. Terrible, terrible fucking filmmaking. Everything about it. It's pretty goddamn piss poor and ridiculous, but that's what they were going for, and it is pretty fucking entertaining. Like, you're watching this shit, and yeah, they really, they really took the time to make this movie and put everything together and make it happen, and I had a good time watching this shit, Joe. It's free to watch on Tubi. And uh, you know the thing about Tubi, they have commercials. So when the commercials came up on Baby Cat, it was just a black screen for 90 seconds. (laughs) Every time, (laughs) no commercials (laughs) at all. Just a blank 90 seconds. You can't fast forward or anything because that was the scheduled time for the commercials. Advertisers wanted no part of this, Joe. It was fucking great. I would highly suggest you get some beers in you, get some buddies over and fucking laugh because it is good stuff, Joe. And uh, if it doesn't make a list, it's getting an honorable mention for sure. This was uh this was good shit. It's it's not good. It's entertaining. It's entertaining shit, Joe. And I would recommend. Tom, as we're getting closer to the end of the year, I'm uh trying to watch more movies that were made in 2023 so I can put a list together. And uh I watched, well, I shouldn't say I watched it because I still have 15 minutes to go, but I've already formulated my opinion on it. 
So I'm going to go ahead and give it the whole review. I doubt there's anything in this last 15 minutes that will make me change my opinion. And this is a movie you reviewed earlier in the year because, you know, this is the kind of flick you go for. And this is uh, Infinity Pool. Oof. Now, this is uh, directed by Brandon Cronenberg, son of David Cronenberg. <laughs> Now, he's uh, made two movies that I really enjoyed, uh, Antiviral and... Possessor. Huh? What? Possessor. Possessor, yes. Yeah, I liked both of those a lot. So I was like, well, let's see what the kid can keep doing. Not a lot, apparently. It's like he, uh, you know, he shot his load twice and doesn't know what to do. And uh, you can go back and listen to Tom's review... He did not like it. That's to be expected. I don't think he could like <laughs> the other two movies this guy made. This is about a couple, a uh, well-to-do couple that's at a resort, you know, in some shitty little country that has a beautiful resort that, you know, American or, you know, rich, French, British, whatever, New Zealandish people with money go to. And uh, he's a failed writer, but he meets somebody there. It's old Mia Goth. You know, I am not a fan of this woman. I do not understand the hype around her. I don't think she's that pretty. All she can do and all she ever does is get naked and scream. Now, I mean, her voice is... Mm. So, in the past, she's always used an American accent... And this time she uses her natural accent. And goddamn, I didn't believe she could be more annoying, but she is. <laughs> Listen to her talk. It's just horrendous. It is like one of the worst things I've ever heard, he heard and I was just in a hailstorm. You know. <laughs> um anyway, she meets up with him and, you know, introduces him to her husband. They, you know, the couples have dinner and they say hey let's go to this little beach area that we know it's off of uh out of the uh compound that we're in they're not supposed to leave because there's a lot of crime and such outside of the compound but they do they go out there they you know start drinking mia goth gives the main guy a hand job and uh they drive back <laughs> He's drunk you know you shouldn't be driving when you're drunk people you know, and he hits a villager. So they figure, no, well, fuck it. We just need to get back because, you know, this country's got bad laws and they might execute you. And they get back, but now they're arrested anyway. It turns out this country, they have an out. This poor country that's crime riddled. They know science that no other country does. And they can make a clone of you that can be executed in your place. Yeah, this fucking little country has this technology. So anyway, and that's where the movie fucking lost me. Because instead of milking these fucking rich people out of their money to murder the clones, wouldn't you just sell this fucking technology? Wouldn't that be the way to go? Or, oh, I'm sorry, I guess this is an island of fucking Polacks, and they don't know any better. Sell the technology, because then you would get cut out, but, you know, so, hey, we got cloning here. Come on over here if you need a clone, you know. Well, I mean, you know what, I'm, do something. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah i'm so fucking half a Pollock. that's why i didn't think of that part the uh the clone is executed in place of this guy and then you know he's dumb his uh his wife she splits says fuck it we're getting out of here and he says no i lost my passport i can't leave but what's happened is is he's got a jones for it now He's met these people that like him. They figure, well, shit, we can do whatever we want, and just oh, pay to thrill get killers, mate, and pay to get a clone executed. And so they do that, and they're having fun, and you know, clones are executed, and and it turns out though that these people he's hooked up with, they're trying to fuck him over. They're trying to make him into a killer. <laughs> they're trying to make him into a dog. Yeah. <laughs> They got a clone of him that they want him to kill, and uh, that's as far as I've gotten. But it's not good. It's pretty boring for all the shit that's going on. You know, it's pretty boring. All you know, the kills look good. You know, the when somebody's shot, bullet holes and everything look good. But but it's not like oh, I've never seen that before. Right, but you know, it's not even that and you gotta fucking listen to this for half the movie yeah the movie's violent as shit but if you don't care about it you know that's not gonna shock you or surprise you and if you don't care about anybody in it then nothing's gonna you know sway you you just i'm just like god damn how much longer does this got god damn is she yelling again why is she yelling james all the time James, Florida, James, you're just a baby boy, James. <laughs> Damn, is she annoying? People love her, man. What the hell is wrong with people? Oh, uh, simpletons. They, they, she's got no talent, man. She sucks. There was uh, one thing about this movie I did like, though, that I always like in movies. They say Infinity Pool in the movie. And I was like, oh, shit, they did it. God damn. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's the best thing I could say about this fucking movie. Those uh, masks were kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, they weren't, but they were well made and shit. <laughs> They're all right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'll finish it after we get off of here, but I don't really care. You know, it's not making a list. Well, maybe it is making a list. Yeah, I mean, I think so far it's making one of my lists. It might make a list now that I think about it. Yeah, and I'm sure you already know what happens at the end. I'm sure, but I don't give a fuck. I might not even finish it. (laughs) Well, you got to finish it. Otherwise, you can't put it on your list. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so... What's more important, having a complete list or that 15 minutes of your life? Rough year. Rough year. Boy, I know. I've been doing my taxes and my deductibles and shit. And I've been inputting my deductibles really fucking quick, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that means I haven't been having to buy that many materials. That's all right. Transworld, baby. Look at my bullshit hand I covered up with fucking gore and cloths. So, Joe, do you think I watched anything else? Yeah, I think you did. I watched uh, Rich Voss just came out with a new special. It just aired today. He was one of my uh, top comedians from last week, Joe. 
It's uh, 30 Minutes with Rich Voss. Like I said, it's a new special that just came out today. And, oh, a good 70% of it is stuff that I've already heard before. And as I was watching this, I was just like, huh, maybe I should have swapped him out for Nick DiPaolo. So let's just go back in time and take that old man out and replace him with another old man. But this guy, at least he's a WAP. So we'll do that. That's about it. That's about it there, Joe. Break, break, 10-4, good buddy. Come in. Hey there, the Tom. This is the T-shirt, Joe. You got your ears on, good buddy? I got one of them. The other one I got glued to the fucking laptop I have sitting next to me where, you know, I like driving at night because I'm a safe driver. I'm so safe, I put a laptop on the seat next to me and play movies I've (laughs) never watched. Convoy. <sighs> I watched Convoy. We got a mighty convoy. Ain't it a beautiful sight? Uh, this is a movie based on a song, Tom. Now, I don't know if, if maybe the CB craze of this time, I don't know if this was like 81 or something, or maybe even earlier. I don't know. I don't remember the year, but there was a time when like America was CB crazy for like three or four months, you know, and this guy C.W. McCall wrote <laughs> a song called Convoy, and it took the country music stations by storm. So somebody like wrote a script. They got Sam Peckinpah, who directed a lot of Westerns like The Wild Bunch and, you know, shit like that, and uh, made this movie about truckers. Um, <laughs> Had you seen this before? Joe, I'm a proud member of the PGA, the Piss Jug Association. <laughs> so, uh, that be a PJ. Joe, fucking <laughs> golf. I'm a member of the PJA. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know. I love me a good piss jug, but I've never, I've never seen. No, you know what? I take that back. I probably did see it in, uh, in, I probably did see it on TV, like when I was a wee wee child, because I definitely have like a remembrance of, uh, what's it called? Uh, semi trucks driving through the desert. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that I did, or maybe that was BJ and the bear. Could have been. Could have been. There were several other movies, and now I kind of want to watch all of them. But uh, I was hoping that we could get our buddy Red on this to maybe uh, school us on the authenticity of this film. I think well, Joe, that I know that it captures everything. I happened to uh, reach out to old Red, and I informed him that you would like to talk to him. Or us, us, but this was a request made by you that you'd like to talk to him about the ways of the road and trucking and all these wacky stories that I've heard and more that I know he has. He said no. (laughs) He probably can't give up those secrets, Tom. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I say a lot of crazy shit. So yeah, yeah. I under no, I you know that's kind of what I figured, but Joe asked, so I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Twenty bucks and that. two cigarettes, mate. You know, shit in the Teamsters, it gets out pretty quick, and he doesn't need to be associated with a you know a guy like you that does those things. It gets those looks, Tom. PJA. Yeah. So, Convoy. This is a movie about a guy named the Rubber Duck. That's his handle, you see, because people, truckers, I don't want to call them people, they're truckers. They, uh, they go, they got CB handles, Tom. And, uh, you know, know what else they got? Love handles, because most of them are big, fat fucks. (laughs) So, in handlebar mustaches, because most of them are homosexuals. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but if a hot dog comes through a hole, you have to eat dinner. Rubber Duck is the most respected of all the truckers, you know, because he's a guy that's always, you know, he's a rebel. He's a true rebel, Tom. He's not a teamster. He's an independent. Does he trucker. have a cause? No, he doesn't. You know, but I guess his cause is just driving trucks and meeting uh, truck stop women, you know, waitresses and such. And he does that, you know, but before that, him and some of his trucker buddies are pulled over. Old Smokey is on the road, Tom. Smokey pulls him over. And, uh, oh, that was Smiley. Fuck. Now, what they... uh <laughs> They uh, know that the, he's going to ask him for a bribe, and that's better for them than getting something written on their sheets or something. I don't really understand what that's all about. I was hoping Red could explain what these sheets they're talking about are, but I'll never know. It doesn't matter. This guy just establishes himself as, you know, a racist, kind of, you know, sleazy motherfucker, and he's played by Ernest Borgnine. And Ernest Borgnine is fucking great in this He's movie. He's the father of professional basketball, you know. He's just hamming it up in this movie, and it is great. It is outstanding. Probably <laughs> best performance. And uh, he looks like a small-town sheriff for sure. And uh, after that, these guys go on their way. They're at a diner, and that sheriff shows up again. He wants to arrest the black truck driver, but uh, they're mm. not having that. African-American. A big, not at that time, Tom. A big (laughs) restaurant fight ensues, and the truckers get in their trucks, and they take off, and they decide, you know what we're going to do to show America how wrong they are? We're going to drive our trucks in a line. That'll show them. So they do that. The sheriff, you know, enlists the aid of other law enforcement people, and... They're trying to stop them, but how are you going to stop a truck convoy, Tom? Maybe wait till they run out of gas, but that doesn't happen. They keep on going. <laughs> the mayor sets up a camp for the truckers to all shower together. <laughs> they do that, and uh, it's very odd, very odd. And uh, he, at the restaurant, he had made met a unattractive girl with weird curly hair, and he takes her on the road with him, the old rubber duck does. And... There's just some car chases and stuff, you know, and trucks falling over and cars wrecking <laughs> stuff. And and it's just a symbolic movie, Tom, about <laughs> the 
working man and, and government, you know, and, you know, how we're just getting pushed under, you know, but there's a hero in all of us, Tom. And uh, this movie's fucking ridiculous. It, it's just dumb. But it is dumb in a good way that uh, I enjoyed it. It's uh, it's a pretty fun watch. It's it, it's because it doesn't know that it's dumb. They're trying to actually make a statement. They're trying to make art here, and it's dumb. It's not like basketball where that's just, hey, let's make a dumb movie. These guys, by not knowing how to make a dumb movie, I'd say they made one of the best ones ever, and I would highly recommend Convoy. You uh, were you born here, Joe? Was I born here? Born, born in here? America, in Allen, Texas. No, no, in America. Yes. So you're a Native American. Yes. All right, just making sure because I'm still waiting at my fucking casino, Joe. Huh? One of these days, maybe. I was thinking about that today, you know, because I was high on marijuana. I was just, hey, wait a minute. I'm a Native American, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> one of these days, one of these days, 40 acres and a mule will come my way. But until then, we're just going to have to talk about the stepfather, I guess. Stepfather. What what year did this come? I don't know. 1987. 87. So this movie is based on a true story. Yes. <laughs> Many family. true stories. And, uh, went off and, you know, lived with another family, made this uh, secret idea, a false identity. You know, he wasn't like Batman or Superman. <laughs> I'm the stepfather. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, and that guy got caught and it was like big news or whatever. It was, uh... anyway, this guy, he does that at the beginning. He's killed his family and he's like, you know, washing the blood off. Gets <laughs> washing his beard off. <laughs> and he takes off. And then we're just, you know, like, hey, I don't know how many years later, maybe three. Well, I mean, you got to say we got that good shot where he's just, you see him all covered in blood in the bathroom. And we're just like, oh, he's traumatized. He's covered in this blood. And he's washing off, puts a suit on like nothing happens. He's walking down the stairs, and we slowly see more and more blood. And then as he gets to the bottom of the stairs, he's in, like, the foyer of the house. You look off to his right, and there's his murdered wife. And there's a ridiculous amount of blood in the fucking living room. And he's just walking past it like nothing's fucking happened. He walks out the house, and then the kind of dollies and pans over and then you see the murdered stepchild on the fucking ground and you're just like oh jesus christ this guy is big text boom the stepfather and that was probably the best shot in the whole movie and that was like what maybe three minutes in and he's whistling as he's walking down the 
on the sidewalk. I don't know how to whistle or I'd whistle something like <laughs> dog, something. But uh Well hey, pull your pants down and see if old Miguel can whistle. <laughs> I don't understand that reference, but uh three years later maybe and he is living with the new family and uh he's got a stepdaughter who you know she doesn't really like the old stepdad too much even though he bought her a puppy she doesn't like him you know she just thinks nah he's not good enough for my mom you know me and my mom we got this thing where we rake leaves together and throw them at each <laughs> even other though all the fucking trees and all the shots are full of bushy green leaves they somehow have this whole backyard full of dead brown leaves but every shot all the trees are full and full of green leaves mm-hmm. um so yeah so the stepfather he's uh he just wants you know a good family life he wants the ideal perfect family life but this daughter's kind of a pain in the ass, you know, she gets in trouble at school a lot. And uh, at times, just kind of makes him lose it, you know. He goes downstairs to the old workshop he's got in the basement and just kind of starts hitting things with hammers, you know. Um, we uh, are introduced to the brother of the last woman he was with, and he's trying to find the killer. You know, so he's like hassling a reporter, like roughing up this reporter. Like, why aren't you doing anything? I'm like, who the fuck are you, man? I, you know, I got to write, you know, some obituaries and shit. I ain't got, you know, but I fuck it. I'll help you out anyway. So he, uh, the reporter writes a story again and they're talking about it at a barbecue that that old Terry O'Quinn is having. And, uh, yeah, this just kind of pisses him off. You know, it's like, you know, he loses it. The, Daughter well, he gets the newspaper because some they do write about it, and then he gets the newspaper. Hey, his buddy's like, you hear about this wacky shit? Oh, oh no, what's going on? Oh my god! And his demeanor just totally changes when he sees that fucking newspaper. So you know the heat is on, Joe. The heat is on. Glenn Fry. Yeah, that was his name. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, it just, things begin to escalate from there, and uh, after he inter- interrupts his stepdaughter in a makeup make-out session <laughs> with, uh, with She's only 16 years old! You'll go to like, jail! In her ass out there! What do you want me to do? You know? <laughs> And after that, after the wife tells him, you know, you guys were starting to build a rapport and you just fucked it up, a little light goes off in his head. Hey, this shit ain't ever going to work. I need to do it again. And he does. He quits his job, starts hunting around for a new place to live. Because that's what he does. A week before the killings, he goes and uh, quits his job and then tries to find the next place that he's going to head off to getting a new job and all that. Cause he's not an idiot. 
You don't leave your old job before you find a new one. Wait a goddamn minute. He did. He mm -hmm. left his old job and then found a new one because he couldn't go to this place with a silly half a bald head with his stupid Stan Lee hair glued down. They would know. They'd say, hey, you've been working here three months. We know that's not your real hair. What are you doing? Are you that killer guy? Oh, no, no, don't. Don't worry about that. But yeah, he he has a plan, and it's these weeks where he's fucking quit my job, get a new job, kill the family, and then he leaves. It doesn't work out, Joe. It doesn't work out. So uh, let's hear about what happens when he tries to take his Chris Benoit plan into action. Well, his wife just happens to call work one day, you know? But not her work, because she's a woman, and she's in the kitchen, you see. It's his work. Well, yeah, she uses the kitchen phone to call work. And uh, they said, oh, no, he don't work here anymore. He quit. So like, what? What's going on here? You know? And she confronts him with this. And he's, oh, that dumb bimbo that they hired. I tell you, if she, you know, I'm, I'm just, I don't like ratting people out, but I'm going to, you know. But no, that's she, she's not buying that. So, so what's he do to her, Tom? You know, because I can like, smacks the fuck. He does like a fucking, what is it? Uh, undercut. He undercuts her with the fucking phone. So, uh, this was the third best thing in the movie. The first See, one. I let Tom talk about this because I know he always enjoys <laughs> scenes where bad things happen. To women. Oh yeah, you bleed the whole eyes nice. light up. He's like, oh yeah, he just like, oh like. Tom's like I did. Wanted to do. As soon as he swung that fucking phone down and clocked her in the fucking eye, I fucking I laughed and laughed and laughed, and you know. Before that, I was pretty goddamn bored. But hey, look at that. Violence towards women. I've got an erection. Let's see where this movie goes from here. And unfortunately, not much more happens. We had the fucking cool scene with him walking down the stairs and seeing the other room. And then we had the, you don't rip her, she's 16. And then you had the scene with the phone and that was the only, those three things were the only thing I got out of this movie. And the rest, I was just so goddamn bored waiting for something to happen. And so for the rest of the movie, it's a cat and a mouse with, uh, with him trying to kill the daughter. And that other guy, the, the brother-in-law, he shows up and gets stabbed right hey, away. Hey, you know what we didn't talk about? Hmm. That guy getting the fucking shit beat out of him with a two by four. So four things in this oh, yeah. movie. The yeah. psychiatrist gets his fucking pussy whipped with a fucking two by four. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh shit sucks. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, I disagree, Tom. <laughs> I happen to think this movie's okay. Not okay enough to uh, keep in my collection after rewatching it. Yeah, I'm gonna put it in the old for sale box. But I think uh, Terry O'Quinn's pretty fun in this. This is a early gig for him, and you know didn't get a whole lot of leading man roles. But uh, 
he does get a lot of supporting gigs later on down the line and tends to be the best thing. Like he was in Millennium, which I just <laughs> and he's every episode he's in, he's fucking better than uh Lance Henriksen. And I you know, I enjoyed him in this, Tom. They should have got Toby Huss to play him. That would have been way fucking better. I don't know who that is, but uh, yeah. You ever see father. Pete and Pete? No, I would definitely. You ever see uh, Halloween, the new no, one? Never seen it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. You ever see King of the Hill? No. Dig it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this shit sucks. Would not recommend. I would. So, Pretty boring. Join us next week when we talk Stepfather 2, Make Room for Daddy. In the family bathroom. Come on now, Spider-Boy. Talk about your Spider-Mans now. Flash getting thrown out a fucking window and shit. Gray Panthers, what have you. In the Spectacular Spider-Mans, we find that... Uh, I'm going to go get uh, a beer. Shashan and the other guy, her husband, have been working for the hate monger all this time. And uh, a new superhero joins the scene. He just wants to help out and do good shit. He's a good old boy. He's called the Razorback. And he's got his own special armor and his own special uh, truck that he made to go from crime scene to crime scene. So he joins up. And uh, there's a big cliffhanger at the end. And it's a... I don't know. Not very good. But then we're going into issue 176 of Amazing Spider-Man's. And uh, I guess they're just catching up in this issue. Uh, Peter finally goes to, to visit Aunt May, you know, and I don't know. She's all sickly again, and, you know. And, uh, yeah, he's talking with Mary Jane, and, you know, he's... Uh, I don't know, finally, you know, coming to terms with having to go, you know, to night school because he's not going to graduate. And, you know, it's just like a real downer for him. So he goes to, he's going to go to talk to Harry Osborne's psychiatrist because you can do that, you know. Hey, there's this buddy of mine that's a patient of yours. Can you tell me how he's doing? No, that, that doesn't fucking work. They don't do shit like that. You know, that's, there's a whole like a law about it but i don't know he's going there anyway as we know from last episode issue the place had got torn up because uh old harry reverted to green goblin and uh well shit peter figures that out and says oh well shit i'm gonna i'm gonna go and find him and well where is he he's kicking flash thompson's ass you know and uh spider-man's confronts him and they're fighting a little and you know, old fucking Green Goblin says, hey, fuck you, and picks up Flash Thompson and throws him out the window. And that's the cliffhanger for this issue. Literally. Again, it's not good. <laughs> I don't believe it, Joe. Huh. Hey, Joe, you like lists? Hey, our list this week. His favorite performances from one of Tom's favorite actors. 
Luis Guzman. And for Hispanic Heritage Month, Tom, thanks for picking this out. It's really cool of you. Uh, Turns and- out, haven't seen as many as I thought, you know? Hmm. Haven't seen many at all, but uh, he's a very ugly man with a very rememberable face. So, yeah. At number five, I have his uh, playing the role of Jacopo from the Count of Monte Cristo. Yes, he's Ron- Monte Cristo's best friend, Tom. He saves Monte Cristo and helps him on his quest for revenge. Joe, my number five is a movie that I've seen. I didn't like, but I've seen it. And Mr. Luis Guzman was in it, who we didn't say. This is our uh, top five Luis Guzman performances. And uh, he was in a movie I don't remember him being in called Boogie Nights. Yeah. Yep. At number four, I have him in a uh, movie, not a big role, but a very memorable role. And uh, all his scenes are pretty funny. He's playing a character named Maurice T.T. Rodriguez. And this is a film called Boogie Nights. You know, he is a Puerto Rican guy that just kind of wants to be in the movies to impress his family back at home. So he befriends some porn folk, you know, and hangs out with them and becomes an extra in some of their movies. Joe, my number four, again, is a movie I've seen. Not necessarily a movie I like. Or a movie I remember old Louise Guzman being in, but uh, you ever heard of Crocodile Dundee too? I have. At number three, I have uh, from the television show Narcos, he plays the real life character, Jose. Rodriguez Gacha. Now this guy, uh, he was a uh, real Colombian drug lord for the Medellin cartel, Tom. And you may remember them from such exploits as cocaine. He was also known as El Sombrero because he wore this hat. Joe, my number three is a video game that I played. A video game I think I also own. Don't remember him doing the voice or anything in it, though. And that is Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Well, I guess you know when you play the remastered version that'll come out next year, Tom. Mm Mm-hmm. At number two, his role for two seasons on the television show Oz. 
or he plays Raul. I don't know how you pronounce it when you throw an O into the name, but Raul with an O. El Cid Hernandez. He was a gang leader that came in and took over the gang from this other guy because that other guy, he was too much of a gabacho one, too much of a white guy. And uh, I don't remember how he died, though. I know he died somewhere in the second season he was in. Joe, my number two is the Ryan Reynolds classic. In this one, I'm pretty sure he played a line cook and he introduced everybody to the bat wing. That's when you pull your nutsack as far as you can without ripping that seam in the middle in half so everybody can see the veins of your scrotum. And uh, the movie's called Waiting. It's about waiting tables and working at a restaurant. Hmm. At number one, from the movie Carlito's Way, which is not a very good movie, but Luis Guzman is great in it, and his character's name is Pachanga. And this is uh, probably the first movie that I uh, saw him in and noticed him and thought, man, this guy's pretty funny. He should have his own show one day. And he did, and I never watched it. Sorry, guy. Sorry. Well, Joe, my number one is a show I watched way too young. It's a show about guys fucking each other in the ass. A lot. (laughs) Guys in this show get fucked so much in the ass Luis Guzman was named the seed in the show because that's what sperm's called in the bible you see and the show's called the wizard of Oz it's not tv it's hbo you know You might have been a different person if you hadn't seen this at such an early, impressionable age, Tom. Mm Mm-hmm. I said, wait, you can do what now? Television is bad. It's not TV. It's HBO. Mm Mm-hmm. That was their whole slogan. But hey, fuck that and fuck this. Join us next week as we talk about our favorite fictional Mexicans. Can't wait. No, sorry, let me take that back. Fictional Hispanics, because it is Hispanic Heritage Month, and the Frito Bandito and Speedy Gonzalez is only two. So DWNProductions.net, masks, bus props, Custom work, Halloween's coming. If you want something for Halloween, uh, now would be the time because I got stuff coming out of my fucking ass. 
but that's only because I put it there and things aren't meant to be in your ass. So my body's just pushing it out because it's foreign objects, you see. So dwnproductions.net, masks, busts, props. I don't know when the next time I'm going to be able to do custom work since I'm got this November thing going, but, uh, Yeah, after that, go to FastCustomShirts.com. Take a look at the shirts that are on there. Maybe I'll add some new stuff this week and next week. Maybe I won't. But anyway, there's plenty there for you to choose from and look at in order. I'd appreciate it. Everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Uh, Hope you have a great week. We will see you in October, and it's going to be so goddamn spooktacular. DWNProductions.net, FastCustomShirts.com. Always go into the family bathroom when you're at the mall, and boy, God.